Welcome to this, a special episode of Suck Sound, recorded in Istanbul, Turkey. This episode is one that delves into my mental health, my anxiety, and how I have been led to a place of safety after an anxiety attack which lasted for days. This episode is a very raw insight into my experiences in the last week. I am recording this a few days after the 10th of October, World Mental Health Day, and I apologise for kind of the delay in not getting this out and also not putting out podcasts over the last 11 months. It's been a really difficult year and I'll go into some of the reasons why in the podcast but first of all I'd like to say thank you to all the supporters we had over the last year uh, when this podcast had season one and I am looking to get back into it on season two and this is just possibly the start. Before I go into the episode I just want to say that uh, some of the things I talk about might be uncomfortable for you and also if you suffer from mental health issues uh, some things I say may be triggering so please do uh, not listen to it if you feel that you will be uncomfortable or have any negative experiences from listening to my experience and also if you need help and assistance I will put some phone lines in the case notes so you can get appropriate support this is my experience of a long lasting anxiety attack and how I got there and how I got led to safety a safety that you may not think uh, is the normal type of safety so here we go I am recording this outside and the reason for that is to give a bit of background atmosphere but also because it can be quite suffocating mentally to talk about this when you're sitting in a hot stuffy room on your own if I'm around people I mean I speak English they speak Turkish if I'm around people it kind of makes me feel a bit normal and a bit like this isn't something I should shy away from so here it goes I I'm 29 years old and I was born in Worcestershire in uh, the West Midlands in the UK in 1990 and I had a fairly uh, chaotic upbringing to say the least and there's lots of kind of things that happened I'm not going to go too deep into them I'm going to jump to when I was 17 and I moved out of home and I had a relationship and I I thought this person was the love of my life 
and turns out they weren't. We had, over the eight months we were together, we had lots of issues. He, uh, they were seven years older than me and was abusive towards me uh, emotionally and financially stopped me seeing my friends at one point stopped me going to college tried to stop me going to college and in the end we broke up I broke up they were unfaithful to me and this led to and this is very well documented and I've talked about this lots this led to me being homeless at 18 and uh, this meant I was sofa surfing for three months I had no support from the council I didn't want to go back home because I had too much self pride because I moved out when I was 17 and I made the decision to move out now I can look back and say was it right or wrong at the time it was the right decision I didn't want to go back because it seemed to me and it still does that I would have been admitting defeat that I couldn't have stood on my own two feet and by going back home I was admitting to everyone else that it was a wrong decision to make and that I fail I failed myself and I failed my own sense of purpose and my own promise to myself one night I in that three months I slept rough on the streets and I eventually got support <coughs> and I got housed by an organisation in Herefordshire and I was supported for two and a half years uh, put into um, supported accommodation and also uh, kind of counselling support, budgeting support, housing support. After uh, after about two and a half years, it was 2011, and after having a really horrible experience and uh, very bad experiences inside of that, including um, an attempted sexual assault on me. I decided in 2011, three years after, to go back to Worcester. Not go back to my mum's, not go back to my family per se, but to go back to Worcester to be a bit closer to uh, my family after a long, long uh, period of time where I felt quite secluded from them and they were secluded from me and we had a very tense and rocky relationship. I decided to go back and enrol at university four years after coming out or four years of my first experience of homelessness and university was a, a time where uh, a life-changing moment for me because it was a time where I went from being homeless to nearly dying and committing suicide to actually doing the unthinkable and I never wanted to go to university I never thought of it it never crossed my mind when I was at school and after this <coughs> experience at 18 I decided to go to university 
to do a youth work degree. And I did it, and I, I retook my first year, but I, I did it, and I completed it. And in 2016, I walked out with a Bachelor of Honours degree in youth and community work, upper second class, so middle, middle class degree. And at graduation, it was a it was an odd it was an odd day. It was a fantastic, amazing day, and it seems like it was yesterday. And I play it in my head very often. I play the events of that day in my head a lot because it was a happy day. But in that day also, it was a momentous day because I had achieved something that was against all odds, in both because of my experience and also because. At the start of my university degree, I was predicted to either drop out, or if I didn't drop out by luck, I was predicted to get the worst possible degree ever and walk out with basically a piece of paper which was just uh, just about worth something. So walking out with a 2-1 in Youth and Community Work, Bachelor of Honours, Bachelor of Arts with Honours, was a complete breakthrough. It was amazing. And then, about two weeks after graduation, I was in Worcester and I, I had a summer of... So, graduation was in November 2016. I finished university in May 2016. And I had a summer of not working, not out of choice, but uh, not working, and also... Um, just feeling the effects of leaving university and not having that support network or friends around me. Two weeks after I graduated in November, I had enough of trying to find a decent job. I wanted to do youth work, but I couldn't really find work in Worcester and I didn't want to find work in Worcester I wanted to go somewhere else and I wanted to move to the capital London on a Friday night I remember sitting at my sister's house and saying to her I want to move to London and I remember her saying to me what really let's just say I put in the graft over that weekend and On the Friday night, I made the decision. On the Sunday afternoon, I was on a train to London and I moved. Just over about 48 hours after I made the decision, I was gone. And I went down to London and I spent two and a half years in London up until 2018. And in that time, I met lots of people I became very lonely when I'm not going to hide away I I felt quite low and quite sad and I'd I'd say to some extent depressed when I was in London (coughs) for the first few months because I didn't know anyone I knew very very little people I didn't have much money I was very new to the town it was the first city I lived in and I was trying to get my head round the momentous decision I took I got a job and I got housing and 
I uh, you probably have seen from my social media um, I ran in the general election in 2017 in the UK stood as an independent and that was an amazing experience which I promised myself I would do I would run in one general election at least and I, I did that and <coughs> I was stuck in a cycle of doing cafe job, bar job after bar job and after cafe job I was stuck in this perpetual cycle where I was just working to pay my rent and pay my bills and the experience of London but I wasn't actually getting anything and my degree wasn't being put to much if any use and I had run to a point where I needed something to, to change and in 2018 over summer I uh, remember going to uh, back up to Worcester to see my family who I've now got a really really strong great relationship with and I remember saying to them I'm going to go travelling and I remember them all saying to me what really and within eight weeks of me making that decision in 2000 sorry mid 2018 eight weeks after that I was on a plane to Turkey I was on a plane to South Turkey where my half brother uh, was staying and now lives and I gave up my life in London for a period of time I, I don't I didn't know of at the time with a couple of hundred pounds in my bank but barely anything I gave up the house which I loved and I lived in for a long time and I flew to Turkey on my own flew to a place called Dalam Al Fethiyeh and there was a lot of English people there and I spent two and a half weeks there and I took a trip up to Istanbul on a coach and I got to Istanbul and it felt like home and my visa for Turkey was three months on a visitor visa so I decided to stay until my visa ended and I went back to London late November 2018 after spending three months in Turkey and I went back without thinking and it was rather short-sighted of me I went back without thinking where I was going to stay or what I was going to do I had no money because money in Turkey is pretty much worthless in the UK I didn't have a plan and I came back and I landed in England and I suddenly reality hit me like wind in my face that I had nowhere to stay nowhere to call home this was 10 years to the month November, December, January this is two, 10 years to the month of me being homeless and I was back in the same position again not quite as severe but I was 
back in the same situation. I hadn't learnt my lesson then. Or I hadn't learnt it as much as I thought I did. I stayed with a couple of friends and it strained relationships and it cost a lot of money and it cost a lot of experience and I, I sacrificed a lot and it got to a point this time last year where uh, I was feeling quite suicidal and that was the first time I felt suicidal in many years I just wasn't prepared for it and I didn't have the safeguards in place I didn't employ the safeguards in place to make sure I was okay I got a job at a forest school uh, outdoor forest school nursery and I sustained that and I did that for a few months and I moved into southwest London I eventually got enough money and I moved into southwest London into a into a room in, in a Irish OAP's house she just wanted a bit of money for uh, her room not contract not a state agent just an informal verbal agreement that I would pay this amount a, a month and follow the house rules and I would be able to stay in late July this year 2019 after her family had some issues which I'm not going to go into but the, the outcome of those issues which were bubbling for a while the outcome of those issues were I had to leave and I had to leave within a month and uh, sorry a week and a half of her telling me I had to be out of that house and she told me I had to be out for three months because that's how long she needed the space back for I was kind of dating someone we had a rocky relationship and I started seeing them a couple of weeks after I got back from Turkey in 2018 so I was seeing them for nearly a year and by by August we were having a pretty rocky time and we weren't great but we were okay and we were doing just about fine I had this huge weight on my shoulder that I had to move out in a week and a half I had no notice really I had no money I couldn't really argue the toss it was her house she had every right to do what she wanted to do with it I didn't have a formal agreement and I couldn't challenge it and even if I did challenge it I had to be out anyway I had no option but to leave Putney the place I lived those two days for two days I was really struggling on my own what I was going to do I was thinking about who could I stay with who could I uh, bunk in with where could I work and the, the issue I faced was and it's the same issue I 
had when I came back from Turkey in 2018 was I need somewhere to stay to be able to work but I need somewhere to work to be able to have somewhere to stay and I was in this battle of deciding what was the right decision to make and where would I go and suddenly one night it light bulb moment in my head what did I do last year when I wanted to escape and I have a three month window what did I do I moved to Turkey so I decided that was it within a couple of days after me being told to go I decided to uproot up everything I had in London which wasn't much but it was something and come back to Istanbul the city I love and the city that I call my second home I told the person I was seeing at the time and their reaction was pure shock and they said why, why, why didn't you think you could stay with me or you know you could have stayed here if you got yourself a job, if you could pay me rent within a, a week or two, you could stay here. Now that was un- unrealistic because I didn't have that money and I couldn't get a job in that time frame to get that money which would pay me in that time. So I knew it would be a strange relationship from the start being housemates with this person on a permanent basis. Also not to mention the strained relationship we have emotionally but I had already made up my decision and I didn't want to live with this person really I didn't think it was appropriate I wasn't very certain and I it wasn't an option that crossed my head due to our bad spirits in the last couple of months anyway generally so I got my stuff and I moved them to theirs and they very kindly let me keep my bags of clothes, three bags of clothes at their house in Westminster in London. And I came to Turkey and I've been in Turkey since August the 6th, the day before my 29th birthday. So I, I had my first, my first day in Turkey was my 29th birthday and I spent it with some real good true amazing friends I met from the year before and I've been here since August it's now uh, the October it's now the 22nd of October so I was trying to find the date about well so my visa is coming to an end in on the 4th of November and I've been thinking in the last couple of weeks about where am I going to live when I go back to London or go back to the UK and this had been on my mind and I didn't want to do a repeat of last year which was wait until I get back before I decided now I had nowhere, really. My landlady, who said I could stay after those three months, when I got back from Turkey, she said, 
I'll have a room for you. I've been trying to contact her over the last few weeks. And... I didn't get a response. And that was concerning. But I left it and I didn't want to bother her too much. She was busy. She has lots of commitment. Also, I've been out of sight for two and a half months. So she's probably forgotten about me and probably doesn't want me back or probably found someone else to take over room if she indeed wants another tenant. Then I talked to the person who I had a relationship with, semi-relationship with, before I left and whose place I had my stuff at. I talked to them and they told me that they were seeing someone else and they started seeing someone else. News that hit me quite hard because I wasn't expecting it. When I left London in August, the feeling I got was I could come back and it had been annoying that I was away for three months and we'd miss each other and but we could kind of take it back from where we left it Uh, a few changes but we could kind of carry on and go back to normal like these three months were just a blip them telling me that they had started seeing someone else and started dating was a bit shattering for me I suddenly didn't know really what to do, what to say, who to turn to. The two options that I had were both now unavailable. Now, when I was homeless in 2018, after I became homeless, I suffered drawing. I suffered severe breakdown. Emotional, mental and physical breakdown. I started losing my hair. I felt really depressed. I felt suicidal. I couldn't get out of bed at one point. I had lost all my friends. I needed counselling. I needed support. I was anxious. I was scared. And I just was not myself. Eleven years later, some of those feelings came back. And I had them in 2018. And I was having them again this year. But this time I'd slightly prepared for it. About a week and a half ago, so it's 22nd now. About a week and a half ago. It suddenly dawned on me after I got told that I couldn't go back to Westminster because my friend... The person I was dating before had met someone else and I couldn't stay there and it was weird if I uh, stayed over and suddenly occurred to me that I was back in the same situation. Now the third time I was in this situation where this place I could live was now unknown. And this is where I will delve into my experience and I'll walk you through it and I hope it helps you understand a bit about anxiety and depression and trauma. When they told me I couldn't stay there 
And when I came to the realisation that my landlady wasn't going to let me in, or let me stay there again, probably. And when I came to the realisation that I had no other alternative in the UK, my brain, without me wanting it to, or necessarily knowing consciously, my brain went into a fit of anxiety. Now, when I say a fit of anxiety, I don't mean physically. I, I wasn't fitting. My brain, my head, suddenly felt this weight, like someone was pushing down on me. Like this... Like... A magnet was... Or... A, a concrete slab or something was pushing down on me and I was trying to resist it but it was weighing my head down it was making my head feel fuzzy and it wasn't a feeling that came and went it was a feeling that stayed and I was thinking about the alternatives so I couldn't go back to London realistically without ending up in a situation similar to last year where I had to beg and wait for people to let me stay on their sofa for one or two days and I wasn't sure where I was going to stay the next day and I was living each day on a whim, a wish and a prayer using all my friends and not having any stability so the alternatives were and I didn't want to go back to my mum's which is an option I didn't want to go back to my mum, so the alternative was to stay in Turkey. Now, residency is something I'd thought of for the last year, on and off, very faint, coming waves, and some days I'd think residency was great, and other days I think it wasn't so great. But it started becoming an option which I could not ignore anymore, and something that I had thought about for the last year and I was kind of fudging on the answer to I hadn't really came to a conclusion I had to suddenly think about and I had to suddenly make a decision now I had to make a decision with this anxiety that I was facing now this anxiety changed my behaviour it made me recluse it made me a bit fractious with my friends I was a bit angry I was a bit snappy I was a bit upset I was, I was, not, I was feeling quite lonely and quite let down and unsupported even though I had lots of support around me I still felt that lack of support because that's what anxiety does to you it can make you feel like you are the only person in the world and it can make you feel that you don't have anyone else you can really turn to or no one else will understand and those who have suffered anxiety will most likely know what I'm talking about that feeling of feeling crushed and <clears throat> Residency was suddenly about the only option I had, which was going to save my situation in some way, shape or form. 
But in that time, while I was thinking about residency and whether it was a good idea, so the, the time I found I wasn't likely to go back to London or couldn't go back to London, and a couple of days before, or a few days before I made my decision about residency, which I will tell you in a moment, the depression came back not knowing where I was going to sleep or not that impending doom that in a couple of weeks time that clock ticking to the 4th of November when I had to leave I had to make a decision I could not stay in Turkey any longer I even went as far as calling my friend up in Athens and asking for his advice and whether I could come stay with them or what I could do it was a really tough time and I felt some of the feelings of depression came back. I felt that crushing feeling in my head still, days and days after. And people would ask me what was wrong and I would say, I'm not doing okay, I'm not feeling okay. Ah, it's, it's okay Hugo, it's fine. You know, you'll, you'll sort it, you'll find it, you always do. But I wasn't in that position the clock was ticking that timeline was coming and I didn't know what to do the first time in a long time I felt paralysed my brain felt paralysed and I felt physically paralysed I do some freelance work over here and uh, for a company in London and I recluse from that and my boss wondered where I went and I told him and he was amazing and offered me kind of moral support and someone to talk to and kind of just a bit of space which I needed and I said no 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 I need to focus I need to try and take my mind off this as much as I need to think about it so I carried on working and even in this heightened anxiety I was trying to work as best as I could while trying to make a decision which would fundamentally change my life. It was either go back to London, go back to England and not have anywhere stable to stay, not have a job, full-time, permanent, safe, manageable job to go back to and somewhere to stay. It was either that or stay in Turkey, run the risk of running over my visa and getting arrested if I didn't extend, or residency and applying for somewhere to live for a year not just to stay in the city I love but also to save my mental health it was a decision that I was going to have to take to save my mental health whilst having a fundamentally new experience I am in the process as I'm recording this on the 22nd of October. I'm in the process of applying for residency, for one year residency in Turkey. And a couple of my close friends know this, but it's the first time I've said it publicly. I'm applying to stay in Turkey for a year. Now, if I don't get it, and there is a small, unlikely, but small chance I won't get it if I don't get it I am back to square one and that anxiety is sitting in the back of my mind the night I made the decision 
I was at a friend's and I was upset and he kind of knew what was going on he knew what battle I was facing and I sat on the edge of his bed and I was upset and he tried to put his arm around me and I shrugged him off and this was the time where I was thinking and I must have been about 15 or 20 minutes I was thinking about do I go for residency or don't I and in those 20 minutes that crushing feeling came to its maximum physically I was holding my hands so tight and squeezing them so tight that they were starting to lose blood and I was starting to lose the feeling in my fingers I was shutting my eyes that tight that was making my eyes hurt I was shaking I was anxious I was thinking I was stomping my feet I had my head between my knees and I was that crushing feeling was becoming unbearable that anxiety, that depression that experience I've had previously that feeling of being homeless again this was my body's way of forcing me into a decision knowing what was going to come because I'd had it two times before knowing what was going to happen my body was pushing me, my anxiety and my mental health was pushing me into this decision now this time I didn't feel suicidal but there was a chance I could feel suicidal if I didn't make the right decision or if this decision wasn't thought through enough Suicide was on the edge of my mind. It was there. I thought about it as a skipping thought. It didn't stay there for long. And it it didn't come back very often. I, after about 20 minutes of physical and mental anguish physically hurting myself and mentally hurting myself I made the decision to get residency I made the decision to apply for residency something I've been thinking about for a year and fudging up and down and what was going through my mind was I was fundamentally scared and the reason I was scared was what I was going to lose potentially in London my stuff, for a start, is now somewhere for an unforeseeable amount of time against its will and against its host's will, most likely. My friends who I have built up over the last year and over the last three years, what they were going to think, any re- relationships and friendships I've built up whether they were going to break down because I weren't going to see these people the work, my career I want to go to university again I want to do a masters and I want to do it in journalism and I want to become a journalist and a MP but to become a journalist and an MP I have to work for it and I have to go to university for a journalism thing and I have to wait for a general election to become an MP and all the sign up process with a party 
So I thought, what have I got to lose by getting residency? I've got a lot to lose, but I've also got a lot to gain. I live in a country which I love, which is beautiful. I haven't explored enough. And I'm now sitting outside, as I record this, Jafahir shopping centre in Shishli Mejidiyagui in Istanbul. I love it. It's like eight o'clock at night. It's about 20 degrees. I'm sitting on the steps and it's fine and I enjoy it and I'm okay here. I'm happy here. The moment I made that decision, I felt at peace. All of that anxiety, that weak anxiety that I've been feeling just got lifted. But it came with consequences. Those consequences are yet to be played out. Now, as I said, if I apply for residency and I don't get it, on the slim chance I don't get it, I'm back to square one and I have to think seriously about what I'm going to do. But if I do get it, it buys me a year and it stops that anxiety. And it also gives me that life-changing decision and experience. I spoke to my sister a couple of hours before recording this and I told her and I was so scared to tell her because I was expecting her to turn around and say this is a bad decision you shouldn't do this I want you home but she didn't after I explained and after I gave a justification and a rationale about what I had thought through the pros and cons of me moving or staying here she was in a lot of support she even said to the point of Hugo I'd be more anxious I was more anxious knowing you were going to come back in a couple of weeks and but not knowing where you were going to live where, what you were going to do and where you were going to and where you were going to work she had the same anxiety as me except she was seeing it from the outside and I was living it I was feeling that physically and emotionally and mentally I feel relieved I feel happy and I feel like I've made the right decision that anxiety that mental health issue I had it's still there it comes and goes last week has been another symptom of what happened to me when I was a child but more importantly what happened to me 11 years ago next month that decision to move to Hereford get into that relationship and then leave that relationship started a spiral of events that I didn't even think I'd be alive for quite honestly I thought I was going to die I wanted to die and since then I've been in therapy I've been in counselling I've had lots of support I've had lots of kind of soul searching and processing of trauma and working out my options and I feel okay, I feel better but I still always come back to this point 
that what happened 11 years ago when I made that decision to leave my partner after they were abusive and unfaithful to me that decision has had the consequences of that decision have lived with me to this very day and manifest itself in ways that I can't even imagine ways that are unexpected and ways that I am sometimes just not prepared for the decision to stay in Turkey was partly to have a new experience but it was to save my mental health and it was to save the possible consequences of having a full-on breakdown.